The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the promo hookups and you can get in on the action on the Sweet 16 this weekend, NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, auto racing, soccer, and more. Just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a Monday journey on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations all across Michigan. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. also want to give a shout-out to Peter Garber and the crew, Petoskey, Charlevoix to the bridge, Cadillac to Traverse City, 93.7 FM, Cadillac to Traverse City, and also 104.7 FM and AM 1340, the ticket, Charlevoix, Petoskey. To the bridge, thank you for your longtime support. I look forward to getting up north with Peter Garber and that great crew later in the year. Inside this hour, we'll talk about Michigan State basketball. Tom Izzo has done it again. His name is Tommy Mach Izzo. Hey, what's your name? Tommy Mach Izzo. Oh, a lot of you don't like that calendar thing. January, February, Izzo. You hate it. And I love the Michigan fans trying to downplay Michigan State in the Sweet 16 that it means nothing. Yeah, this is the same Michigan fan that's going to sit there and watch that NIT game against Vanderbilt where the Wolverines led on Saturday by eight with a minute, a little over a minute and a half to go, and they lost the game. They lost, and that was without Jed Howard. You're Hunter Dickinson. How do you not lead the team? You're Juwan Howard. How do you not do something to stop that? Yeah, it's only the NIT. That's what some Michigan fans are saying. It's only the NIT. It doesn't matter. No, there are issues with Juwan Howard. There are issues with players being motivated. And anybody who thinks Hunter Dickinson or Kobe Bufkin, and Kobe didn't play on Saturday, or Jed Howard are ready for the NBA, you're crazy. You're flat out nuts. Oh, they got potential. You know what? Life isn't about potential. It's about what you do, how you do it, when you do it, and did you get it done. That needs to be on five or six T-shirts you have to like take off and put back on like five times in a row. You want to see coaching? Yeah, and I'll compare Izzo to Howard. Look at Izzo and his staff getting prepared for USC, then the one-day turnaround where Izzo is so well-known for that, And what do they do? Drop one of the best games ever for you, the Michigan State fans, and the program. And they beat up on a team that was as good and as hot as anybody coming into the NCAA tournament this side of Alabama. 
Yeah. Michigan State in the Sweet 16 Thursday night, 6.30. Now a two-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board against K-State from the Big 12. And they'll get the winner of Florida Atlantic, Tennessee. And the matchups in NYC are favorable for the Spartans to get to Houston in the Final Four. You heard me. Houston, we don't have a problem that the matchups are favorable. I'm not saying they will get it done. That's one hell of a coaching job by Izzo. And my comparison is Juwan Howard putting his son first this year before Dickinson and Bufkin and chemistry because when you can't figure out why a team isn't good, it's the job of coaches who are making $5 million bucks a year to figure that out with their assistants. And if you can't figure it out, then the players aren't playing for the coach and they don't respect them. So something's wrong with Michigan basketball. And he'll get the offseason and next year to figure it out. Unless he would leave and go take an NBA job. And the Jet Howard, Dickinson, Bufkin ready for the NBA. Bufkin's the closest from the three, but he still has work to do with his body and with his game. And you know what? I judge what players do in big games against quality teams. That's, that's my measuring point on a player's potential. Oh, because he looked good in summer travel ball in AAU. Olay, they don't play any defense. It's about getting yours, and I mean points, rebounds, and block shots. That's what getting yours is all about. And if you can't shout that I'm number one, then guess what? You're done. I know it sounds like a rhyme, and at 3 o'clock, it's huge show time. Sometimes I'm sweet, and other times I'm sour as a lime. Mic drop. Uh, That's our opening uh, 3 o'clock rap. Some may use the word crap, but we'll go with rap on the huge show. So we'll get to Michigan State and that monster win and a spot in the Sweet 16. Unranked team to start the season. Amazing journey. And you knew they had something by how tough they played Gonzaga on the aircraft carrier and Kentucky and some other teams that were making noise in the tournament. Kentucky's done, but Gonzaga is in the Sweet 16 against UCLA. Matt Charbonneau from the Detroit News will join us later in the show. Graham Couch, Kyle Austin, former Spartan Drew Neitzel, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com. Uh, we'll go to East Lansing. We'll go to the Drew Neitzel compound at a $63 million estate in a secret location. We have that covered. And then the Lions, I... In between the weekend and watching Michigan blow that lead and then Michigan State get it done against Marquette. And last night, I had to double check when Adam Schefter tweeted out that it's not the fake Adam Schefter, right? That the Lions are doing things that you can't believe where you're going, wait a minute. I, <laughs> I got to see if this is for real. And guess what? C.J. Gardner-Johnson from the Eagles for the Lions secondary. One-year deal. Reportedly, he turned down two years guaranteed with the Eagles, and now he's coming to the Lions. And I do wonder, for a one-year deal, if that couldn't turn into a bigger deal once they rework more contracts. But right now, they just wanted to get him signed, right? 
So Jeff McLean, who follows the Eagles for the Philadelphia Inquirer, Eagles made multi-year offer early in free agency to C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He was looking for more. They moved on, signed Bradbury, extended Slay. Him and his agent, overvalued, not realizing market league, viewed him as risk, settled for a prove-it deal. Hey, guess what? I'll take it settling in Detroit. Mosley, Sutton, C.J. Gardner. You know what I like about this? They're all from winners. Super Bowl, Eagles, Niners, NFC Championship game. Mosley, even though he was hurt, that organization, Steelers, toughness. Think about the Lions. They're off season. You know, I, I said that they were NFC North contender before I ever saw one free agent signing or who they're going to pick at 6 and 18 and the first rounders along with the second rounders. But th- these are the new Lions right now. And they added the long snapper, which I'll get to him in a moment. But I tweeted this out after the Chauncey Gardner Johnson signing along with Gardner Johnson, David Montgomery, Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, and Graham Glasgow. Oh, my Lord. Albert Breer, NFL writer. They're going to win the NFC North. I was telling you last week, with, and that was before they got C.J. Gardner Johnson, that I thought they were top two, three, four. We can debate it, go back and forth. In the NFC? Well, look at how much the Eagles are losing in terms of roster. I'm saying rosters right now. I know you have to go out and play the games. I'm just talking rosters. Look at the Lions. Who has a better quarterback than the way golf played in the final 10 games? Jalen Hurts, right? Philly. Oh, hold on. Sam Darnold. Purdy had uh, basically Tommy John elbow surgery from getting hurt in the NFC Championship game, and Trey Lance can't stay healthy and is unproven. So where? Who? You know, Dak Prescott? Mm, Got golf with that offensive line and the way he was playing at the end of the year. You could make that argument. I think Cowboys obviously have a better defense. They lost Ezekiel Elliott. I know they got Brandon Cooks from Houston. That's a big pickup. For the receiver core. So you could throw the Cowboys in that argument. You know, I might do Eagles, Lions, Cowboys, Niners, right? Carr will improve the Saints, but I'm telling you, look at the conversation we're having. Could the Lions be what the Eagles were last year? We haven't even added 6-18 and 18 in the first round or the two second rounders. Depth, starters... Playmakers? I mean, with with, with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you have to think that a DB isn't part of 6 or 18. So maybe it's the best defensive lineman available at 6, and they get a Quentin Johnson at wide receiver at 18. So many options. I've been saying this since the season ended, outside of that backup QB, which we'll see with salary cap moves You can't go with a rookie as your backup. That is the only thing missing. Ownership, front office, coaching staff, talent. 
Uh, the Lions are in a better place than I've ever seen them, ever. And that includes the Barry era, or Calvin and Sue and Stafford. It's amazing. So we'll talk about the Lions uh, later uh, in this broadcast. We do have our Bud Light huge question of the day. It's about Michigan State. You can answer that. By the way, Bud Light is served up in Detroit and across Michigan by Fabiano Brothers and other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. The question is, will Izzo and the Spartans win two games this weekend in New York City and get back to another Final Four? Answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations wherever you're listening right now. A local bank that you can trust and depend on, and that's extremely important more than ever before with our friends from Mercantile Bank. So on 866-838-4843, that's on the Mercantile Bank. Yes, I'm at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. And make sure you get in on that Tigers Home and Away opening day contest. Text the word Tigers to 21,000 if you want to get in, and you're 21 and up. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MerckBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls... High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. Then on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. This is Monster Jam! See the legendary Gravedigger and more. Tear up the dirt with massive stunts. All-out racing. And crazy skills. It's adrenaline-charged fun for the whole family. Let's hear it! Make some noise! Monster Jam 
as big as it gets. Coming to Van Andel Arena March 24th through 26th. Brought to you by BKT Tires. You have to see it live, so lock in your seats today at MonsterJam.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Go check in with Matt Charbonneau from the Detroit News. He was in Columbus for the weekend, and what a Sunday it was for Tom Izzo of Michigan State basketball. And Izzo just solidifies the March mantra. I thought it was their best game of the season, reminiscent really of the Gonzaga game when you said this team might be better than what they are on paper, but Izzo does it again in the NCAA tournament. Back to the Sweet 16 against K-State on Thursday night where the Spartans now are a two-point favorite, opened up as a one-point dog. Uh, Your thoughts on this basketball team and what they did yesterday? Yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of the classic Tom Izzo now, right? I mean, his whole his entire focus is to have his team playing its best in March. And I it would be hard to argue that this team isn't playing its best now. Now I know you go back a week in the Big Ten tournament against Ohio State, and that was kind of a kind of a clunker. But when you look at this past weekend against Southern Cal, and then obviously yesterday against Marquette, the way these guards are playing, I mean that's what you need to win in the tournament: is good guard play, and it's, they're playing as well as just about anybody at this point. But not just that; I mean you're getting you were getting something from everybody. Obviously, Joey Hauser made the big shot late. The, the centers who've been really kind of taking a lot of grief, Matty Sissoko, even Carson Cooper yesterday, a lot of good minutes, solid minutes, 10 rebounds, a couple blocks for Matty. Even a guy like Malik Hall only scored four or five points, grabs a huge offensive rebound late in the game that might have really sealed the game. Um, they're, they're getting something from everybody. It's all kind of coming together at the right time. And, you know, just when fans were getting frustrated after a couple of years of – not, no, no first first weekend wins or getting out of the first weekend. Now here they are again, and I, with the way this tournament's going, I, I'm not sure they might not be favored too often. They are right now, but man, I tell you what, I wouldn't put it past them getting to Houston. Who knows? It's it's starting to feel like one of those runs for Tom Izzo. Well, the bracket's set up that way, and you know we say it every year. And Matt Charbonneau from the Detroit News follows Michigan State basketball, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line that. I was comfortable enough to put them in my Final Four. Superfly, my producer, picked them to win it. He was treated by mental professionals live on air during a borderline basketball exorcism uh, last Wednesday. But uh, it's where you fall and what happens around you. And you look at their path now, which more than likely will be K-State and Tennessee. And Tennessee, physical and tough, uh, they have injury Issues. K State, though, their guard play, and you mentioned how well the Michigan State guards uh, played. Akins and Walker are going to need to show up big time. And Joey Hauser, the chance of Joey, he said afterwards that he was emotional when he went back uh, to the bench. And here's a guy that had been through so much uh, on and off the court and is so emotional at the end. And the way he's pumping his fist to the crowd and Kirk Gibson. Uh, hanging out right there uh, with Barry Sanders watching the game in Columbus. It, it was one of the better Sundays, and nothing against national championships or Final Fours, but that was one of the better Sundays for an Izzo team in his history at MSU. Yeah, you're right, and it shows what a dope I am. I saw uh, Gibson sitting next to Mark D'Antonio, and I stopped and talked to him for a second. 
and somebody asked me, hey, was Barry Sanders there? I didn't even notice the the, the living legend sitting right behind wow. there. So I'm not even paying his, I know, it was a major fail on my Man, part. Man, Barry was right there because his son, a lot of people don't realize, Barry's son is on the bench on Michigan State's basketball team. Yeah, the thing of the walk-ons that come in at a, at a blowout game, you got Barry, you got Barry's son Nick, you got Steve Smith's son Davis, and, and of course Stephen Izzo. So that's uh, you know they go they go for the star appeal when they get up big in the game, but 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 I think you're right. It, it did have that kind of feel, and I, you know we're talking about the bracket, and it's so much about matchups in this tournament. And now they're matching up against teams that don't have a decided advantage. You lose Purdue. Now you know if they were to get to that point, you're not facing a big like Zach Eady. You look at Kansas State, you look at potentially Tennessee. These are matchups that aren't going to overwhelm Michigan State. Now you still got to play well, but there's not going to be something that those teams do that Michigan State doesn't have an answer for, and that is so important in these and how that bracket falls. Um, it's, it's clear the matchups have been good for them to this point. They look good going ahead. Um, so that's why I think there's a lot of optimism on what might happen over the next and maybe even a couple weeks here. And you give Izzo and his staff and the team time to prepare for Noel, uh, the guard who I think he's the best player so far in the NCAA tournament, uh, the K-State guard, and they're well coached. And and then, like I said, Rick Barnes in Tennessee probably will get by Florida Atlantic. They'll be there, and then Izzo could be playing on a Saturday for the right to go to Houston. And regardless, getting to the Sweet 16 for a team that was unranked. And I go back to my all-access show inside the film room at the Breslin with his oh, second week of October 2022. And he said, yeah, we're you know nationally not getting love, but there's something I really like about this team, and I hope I can put it together by the time we get to March. And here we are. Yeah, yep. and he, is, he really has contended that same thing all year. Now, look, they, they've certainly had their ups and downs and moments where – it wasn't coming together, but he never really backed off of that, that he still felt this team had something in them that was going to be able to lead to some sort of March run, and, and he was saying it right up to the last week. So, I, you know, obviously he sees a little more than we do, but I just you saw flashes of it clearly all season, whether it was early when they beat Kentucky or, you know, some of the games they won late. It, it, this team has something in them if they could get past some of those inconsistencies, and they seem to be doing it right now. And the other thing is they're defending, again, like they were for the bulk of the season. I mean, defense travels, as they say, and it's kind of remarkable when you get stops, how much better things go. And, and, and we've seen that defense the last couple of games. So I think he saw all those things. You know, again, like he says, it's a matter of putting it all together. Uh, but this is one of those times so far it looks like they are at the right time. Marquette coming in was 15 and 1. 15 and 1. And maybe yeah. you start the having to play uh, into Sunday in a championship game and how much basketball your team had played uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, State gets bounced early and they have the fresh legs. And it looked like it uh, both against USC and against uh, Marquette. And I thought the foul trouble. Uh, for Marquette starters, Igadaro especially early, I think that was a big key in helping Michigan State uh, get that lead and, and in the end win it. Right, and you know, put Kolick, their point guard, the, the Big East player of the year, he got he got two fouls really quick and never he never really seemed to get in much of a rhythm for them either. Um, gave a lot of credit to the Michigan State defense afterward too. So I think you're right, those things, you know, you know, Marquette had that little run at the end of the first half when 
when AJ was on the bench with two fouls. Um, but yeah, I just I, I just don't think they ever let Marquette get comfortable. They had a couple little runs, but overall, it seemed Michigan State always had an answer. And, and again, it's that defense. If it's if it's playing like that and making things difficult, you mentioned uh, Noel with Kansas State. It's I mean that guy can make them from everywhere. So you could still play good defense and he still beat you, but. You got to at least feel good about your chances that they're going to make it tough for him. Man, speaking of tough, Walker hit a couple of tough shots. Sissoko with two pivotal blocks yeah. late in that game, and AJ when he's running the point, uh, he is really spot on, and that goes to Izzo and coaching and what he said earlier in the season when he talked to AJ that we need you to give up the ball first, then get it back. Or take it to the hole, and he's really kind of told AJ stop shooting the outside jumper, almost right. Yeah, yeah, and and know when it's it's all about knowing when to shoot and what is a good shot, and that has right. taken AJ some time to figure out what exactly that is. And you know what, he's still going to have a couple here and there, but overall, the way he's kind of taken over. There was a moment early yesterday where Izzo was upset at Jay Nakins for something, a defensive goof up or whatever, and was really laying into him. And AJ walked over and put his hands on Izzo's shoulders and, like, got, you know, face to face and kind of told him, I got this. Izzo just nodded his stop, nodded his head, and walked away. And I thought at that moment, this is when this is becoming AJ Hogarth's team. Because you've seen that from point guards in the past, whether it be a Cassius Winston, guys like that. And it's that realization then that Izzo kind of knows, all right, finally, I've got my point guard in control of this team. And that was a moment where you really started to see it happen. And AJ is, it's taken some time to get here. And it's been frustrating for Tom at times. But I think that was a moment you really saw it start to change. And, and, and it's right, you know, as far as AJ goes, this is going to be as far as Michigan State goes. So he is obviously a massive key to this whole thing. Yeah, and so you could have another key as they move forward with K-State on Thursday. That game will be at 630 at Madison Square Garden. I think they're going to need more offense out of Malik Hall. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's – I'll say this. He's looked a lot better the last two games physically than he had, you know, certainly against Ohio State the week before. So he's defending better. He's getting in the, in the traffic and rebounding. But you're right. I think they need him to score more. He had some good looks yesterday. A lot of guys did um, that didn't go in. But, but he, he doesn't look tentative or hesitant. And I think that's all good. So you got to just think maybe the shots are going to start falling for him and you add that other piece. Same with Joey. He didn't really get a lot of shots, and Marquette did a good job of kind of taking him out of that. But, you know, if those guys, if, if Joey's getting, uh, you know, 12, 13, 14 shots a game and you're getting a little more from Malik, then I, see, I think you see that offense ramp up even more. So that, if you're looking for something more that Michigan State could give you, I think Malik is absolutely a guy that could, you know, kind of put it together and, and, and give a little more offensively here coming up this week. Matt Sharbino from the Detroit News follows Michigan State basketball, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Before I let you go, uh, your early vibe, thoughts on that matchup Thursday night with K-State in the Sweet 16? I mean, it's going to be a lot of what we've seen, right? Guard, good on good, man. Guards against guards. These, these teams both got really darn good backcourts and they're both playing pretty well. Um, to me, it's going to be, you know, like I just said, who's going to make life tougher for the other team? Because they're both going to defend you really hard, too. So it might be a lot of what we saw against Marquette. Maybe not pretty, but guys just kind of going at it. And the way Michigan State's playing, when you've got a guy like Tyson Walker, I mean, I know, I, again, I don't know well that guy for Kansas State, but 
Tyson Walker late in games, I mean, he just relishes these moments where it's like, give me the ball, I'm going to go get the bucket. I mean, even Joey Hauser in the last timeout said, we got to give it to Tyson. And, you know, he just kind of he takes it on and makes some of those shots. So I, I really like the way the, the confidence they're playing with. But this is it's going to be another knockdown drag out. And, and whatever backcourt's better is probably going to be the difference. So I, I don't know if they win, but I certainly give Michigan State as good a chance as anybody to win the next two games and end up in Houston. And as I said before, it's starting to have that kind of feel. So we'll see. You never know. But I, you got to give them a good shot at least. Matt Charbonneau, appreciate the time. Detroit News, Matt Charbonneau on Twitter. Follow Michigan State in the NCAA tournament. Safe travels to New York City for Thursday night's matchup with Kansas State. Thanks, Huge. Anytime. All right, Matt Charbonneau checking in on the Meyer guest sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State. University Athletics and gear up for the Spartans in the Sweet 16. Quality license official, Team Gear, a huge selection. Always had that great Meyer price inside the Team Gear department at your local Meyer. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth? Consistently refreshing and consistently light. You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Roast Umber is a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point in GR. With a shotgun start at 8.30 a.m., this is the event for all golf enthusiasts. Participate in an individual or foursome admission, all while having food and beverages provided. The best part is that 100% of the proceeds will benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register now at VAI.org. That's VAI.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go have another conversation about Michigan State and their unbelievable weekend in Columbus, Ohio. They're off to the Sweet 16 on the men's side Thursday night, 6.30 p.m., on TBS, it will be K-State, uh, who has one of the best guards, if not the best player in Noel so far in the tournament. Graham Couch, opinion maker for the Lansing State Journal, co-host of Couch in the Rube podcast, which is available wherever you download podcasts. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. And, you know, we say it every year, Graham, when we talk about the tournament, it's Izzo, it's March, and there's your blueprint, and 
Here's what happened over the weekend in Columbus. It was the perfect plan uh, for Izzo and MSU basketball. Yeah, I mean, a, a few things that this is where the Izzo March thing, I think, does resonate. I mean, he, he plays a schedule in November, December, January, and February that puts his team in all sorts of situations through all sorts of adversity and styles, and they tend to peak at the right time. And then it, it, the, the scouting report stuff on, on two days prep and, and the way they, the coverages they handled um, defensively two straight days, but especially against Marquette, where there was just nothing at the rim and the gaps, and, and they only had nine two-point field goals. I mean, that's, that's the stuff that's, that's made his career, and it's, it's why he is. And then he's got a squad right now where, you know, you have to have the bones of a great team for that to work, and he's got great guards, and he's got a connected team, and, and so it, it, it's coming together. Uh, what impressed you the most, maybe going into Friday's game against USC, through yesterday's win over Marquette, but you know, last Thursday night, uh, you're with the rest of the MSU media. You're by yourself in your hotel room. You're thinking about uh, the bracket. Uh, what happened Friday and Sunday in terms of Michigan State basketball that you didn't expect? You know, I didn't expect them to be able to because we hadn't seen it win games when they weren't shooting well at this late stage and win the games the way they did. I mean, they won it really with with grit and with uh, sort of uh, finding new ways, adjusting to whatever was there. I mean, this is a team that the final four regular season games going into the Big Ten tournament had been like 49 for 85 on threes in four games. I mean, just was shooting at an incredible clip, and that had been a real key to their success. And in the last two games, they went seven for thirty, and uh, including two for sixteen against, uh, you know, against Mar- uh, Marquette. So, I don't think they could have won that game three weeks ago, and to find a different way. And um, you know, it, it, I, I didn't think that could happen. Graham, uh, when you look what did happen, the Sweet Sixteen bracket, uh, only one Big Ten team remains. That's crazy, isn't it? It is and it isn't in the sense that, you know, only two were like I was, you know, I, I defend the Big Ten a lot. And I, you know, I was hoping that the Big Ten would be more than just solid and good and deep, but would surprise that, that it, it turned out they had more really quality teams. But, you know, only two Big Ten teams were seated to get out of the first weekend. And that was Indiana and, and, and Purdue. And one of those teams lost in a four five matchup. So. You know, Purdue's loss is huge. Obviously, Michigan State was the 17th to win. But basically, the Big Ten did what it was seeded to do. And so that's something to sort of remember. Now, it's not exceeding expectations, that's for sure. And the Purdue loss is, is you know, one of the bigger uh, upsets in postseason college basketball history, if not the biggest, just given fairly Dickinson's uh, rankings on a number of things different than University of Baltimore, Maryland, which beat Virginia several years ago. I mean, this, this was the worst NCAA tournament, or worst team ever to win an NCAA tournament game by a ways. So that's an issue. I mean, that that looks bad, and, it, and you know, and there's this this dynamic to the Big Ten where they've got a lot of big guys and plotting guys. People think, and so there, there's you know, it's it's not the free flowing basketball. But I, I also don't think it's a league that's that's as quite as you know, monolithic is that. Like, one thing is not necessarily related to the other. You're not at an AAU tournament, and, you know, if you're a plotting white guy, you're looking, hey, there's the Big Ten coaches in that corner. I'll go talk to them. 
And maybe if you're Purdue or Wisconsin, that fits. But, okay, I'm, I'm athletic. I'm going to go over to the SEC coaches in that corner. It just, you know, they're just not, um, yeah, they're just, they're not all one thing. So I, I, while it looks bad for the league, I, I don't know that there were great teams this year other than Purdue at times. And uh, it sort of is what it is. And I don't know if Purdue ever was great. I never had that feel when I watched them that they were a great team. And Michigan State was unranked. Uh, they were picked middle of the pack preseason. Izzo told me, any science, he liked this team. And you could see that uh, yesterday. So now with no pressure on this team because they got to the Sweet 16 uh, and you have to hit the reset button this week and get ready for K-State and then possibly Florida Atlantic or Tennessee, your thoughts on the matchup with K State Thursday night? Yeah, it's it's it, it's tough. I mean, that's a, they've got you know great wings, great guards, um, and uh, they've got you know I, I I like what their coach said about after the Kentucky game. People think of Kentucky. He said, you know, we had we just had more dudes than them, and they've they've that's what they have, and athletically they can be challenging. Now, they're they're not going to beat you up in the low post though, and I think. Michigan State has shown in these last two matchups that short of that team, and a lot of those teams have been eliminated, they're okay. I mean, you know, there's a real argument when you watch some of the tournament. And if Michigan State ever had to face UConn or something like that, we, would, we might sing a different tune. But, you know, Izzo next year, if they lose to Purdue and Zach Eady in January or February, should just sit there at the press conference and say, yeah, it doesn't matter. These guys will flame out in the – uh, this doesn't work in the NCAA tournament. What we does, what we do does, and you know it's just going to cost us a Big Ten game because that's really the way it's played out. And then the teams that this is another team that that while I think Kansas State is is a step up in in certain ways, Marquette was you know a team that won ten straight that stormed through a Big East that has three teams left. Um, you know Michigan State is playing at a level right now that. Uh, you know, I think at worst, every game they play from here on out, at least in the region in New York, is going to be 50-50. I agree. I think Casey, and you see it in the early point spread on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board, State now favored by two. I think they opened up as a one-point underdog against K-State. And then if they win on Thursday night, which will be a 6.30 tip Michigan time from Madison Square Garden, they'll get the winner of Florida Atlantic, who had to pull away uh, from FDU and that Cinderella story. And Tennessee uh, muscled their way past Duke, played a lot of defense. I mean, Tennessee, Michigan State could be reminiscent of old school Wisconsin, <laughs> MSU, uh, yeah, in NCAA tournament. That could be like 44-41. Exactly. No, I was just thinking that. Like that I mean, that would be a game that uh, I, I know when you get to the regional finals, they're all on CBS, I think, but they may put that game back on True TV just for just for uh, to save the viewers. Yeah, warm-up for impractical jokers. Uh, Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, also co-host of Couch of the Rube podcast. You can find it. They're talking about MSU and the Sweet 16. Wherever you download podcasts, just search uh, Couch in the Room. Uh, Izzo, his enthusiasm after the game yesterday, you know, every year, Graham, for about five years, it seems we talk about, uh, Izzo's a year away. Oh, wait a minute, it's going to be that... Class, he'll see that through. Steven's going to be done. Uh, Izzo doesn't look close to retirement in any way, physically, emotionally, uh, with this team, with the university. When he was the front man there at the candlelight vigil, I 
Izzo seems to be stronger than ever before. Yeah, you know, he said something before last season. I think this this still holds true. He said he, he, he felt better than he did five years ago. And I think he feels good. He feels invigorated. Um, he went through a, you know, a pretty rocky period there for a little bit. He's got, you know, obviously they have a, a great recruiting class coming in next year, but he's got a veteran team. You know, and, and sometimes he does do these runs where you think they're a year away. It's hard to predict the year where it's going to happen. Now, do they have the goods to, to truly win an NCAA tournament? I don't know. But I don't think there are a lot of teams in college basketball this year that are going to overwhelm you. Um, and so, yeah, no, he, he does look like a guy who's got some time left. Um, I, I, you know, winning a national championship, another one, is of the utmost importance to him. And... Um, you know, and, 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 you know, I don't know what else he'd do. You know, that's the other thing. He's not some guy who's going to go out and fish. Um, you know, he's not somebody I don't think he's going to turn to enjoying TV. And I, I think he's, um, he's somebody who wants to coach basketball. And even when he's miserable doing it, that's when he's happiest. And a lot of people haven't talked about this. He has one of his top recruiting classes coming in for next year. Totally, and, and and a chance next year, depending on who comes back, to have one of those rare teams. Because the way you win in college basketball today is not by being young and talented. I think that that's out the window. Uh, that's a decade old. But it's uh, it, it's by having a, a real good blend of veterans who are good college basketball players, but maybe not high end pros, so they stick around, and then some some recruits who raise your ceiling athletically, but don't have a ton of pressure on them. And they, they have a class where that could be. Now, those guys coming in aren't really one and done either, I don't think, unless they they, they, they want, you know, something changes. I mean, you're talking about a six-foot guard and Jeremy Pierce Jr. I mean, where, where's he going to go? I mean, people could transfer in the, in the portal. But uh, Xavier Booker's got some, some developing to do. Um, but there's a chance a lot of these guys come back, especially I think Malik Hall is, is pivotal there sort of a bridge guy as a, as a communicator is a guy that they're going to need on that front court. And then, um, you know, we'll see what happens with Tyson Walker. And I think that's a little more, that, that that's a little more delicate because you, you also have to grow as a program and, and Jaden Akins needs the ball in his hands more going forward. I'm not sure Jeremy fears junior pictures himself coming into a program that still has Tyson Walker. So there are some politics probably that have to be uh, figured out if, if you're going to, uh, if you're going to do that, but uh, they have a chance to be really, really good next year from from the get-go. Well, they still have some this year left in them. Michigan State, K-State, Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. TBS from Madison Square Garden in New York City. They win. They're in the Elite Eight on Saturday against the winner of Florida Atlantic and Tennessee, FAU, FDU. There were a lot of teams that close to one letter out of their names just really messing up people in the media. But now you get Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, and New York City. 9 p.m. is that tip on Thursday night. The lead game will be Michigan State and K-State. Graham Couch coverage in the Lansing State Journal. Graham Couch on Twitter. And again, if we have to spell Couch, please don't follow him on Twitter. And Couch in the Room podcast all over Michigan State Hoops. Graham, thanks for the update. Thanks for having me, Bill. All right, Graham Couch checking in. Uh, speaking of checking in, you better get to the hugeshow.net. You can check in on your brackets. Superfly Hayes is doing pretty good. I, I think I was in the middle of the pack. Superfly is Michigan State winning it. We'll update 
where he's at on his bracket. And you have until Friday at noon uh, to enter to win that home and away trip for two. You'll go see opening days in Tampa with the Tigers and the Rays and in Detroit with the Red Sox and the Tigers. That includes airfare for two, hotel tickets, and I'll be sitting with you at the game in Tampa. Now, the home game, we'll be having our pregame party at Tin Roof, so stop by if you want to with our friends uh, from DraftKings. That's right across the street from Comerica. But if you want to get in on this contest and you're 21 and up, just text the word TIGERS to 21000. That's the word TIGERS to 21000. We'll announce the winner Friday afternoon here on the Huge Show and the Michigan Sports Network. And thanks to the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, for their support of this contest. Opening days, home and away. If you're 21 and up, text the word TIGERS to 21000. And if you miss this, and you can't text right now, you're driving. We have the quick links where you can enter. They're pinned at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Big. Bad. Huge.